can steal my flow, but you can't steal my hustle. Eastern, that's 9 Pacific, for about an hour, we'll talk about guns. We've got some hosts. We've got Angelina jumping in from... Thanks for joining. Hello. It's Maggie jumping in from Michigan. Welcome back. Hey, how's everyone doing tonight? And it is Tuesday, so that means it's going to be Second Amendment Day. We talk about Second Amendment issues on Tuesdays. It is the first, so we can start talking about tomorrow. Um, it's episode 562. Is that something? No. So um, we'll be talking about a gun shop every day, a movie once in a while, and talk about gun history. Otherwise, we have some topics, and today's theme is going to be Second Amendment stuff, but Smeggy hasn't been around for a while. He left. So we'll let Smeggy let us know what's been going on, and Angelina's got all kinds of adventures right on the horizon. Anything to start out the show? I uh, want to hear about Smeggy's time in his wintry cave. Are you speaking of my up north trip? Yeah, it's it's called your wintry cave. Oh, okay. I I didn't realize that's what it was called. So, uh, yeah, I went up north with a couple friends. That was that was fun. Went up there for my birthday. Uh, I actually went the weekend before my birthday, but whatever. And uh, yeah, it was fun. I rebuilt oh she ran away she just doesn't even like my story hey hey and that was that so now you know the whole story i'm, I'm just kidding i basically i i rebuilt the backstop i got kicked out <laughs> yeah and now g webs left dude my computer is acting weird too i got kicked out for a second too so crazy I, I think the internet's out to get us but uh Anyways, basically, I, I built a uh, built a new backstop. I already had a big like sand berm, and I had some logs that were kind of holding the sand back. And previously, I had like a couple two by fours that I buried in the ground between the two like big trees that were laying down sideways. And then I put some like smaller trees like stacked up, and that's what I'd staple my targets to. And the thing kept falling over, and it just wasn't that good. Um, so I ended up going out and getting some four by four, screwing in some two by sixes um, on the bottom half. I put them all like right next to each other to hold the sand back. And then in the top half, I spaced them out about 12 inches, 18 inches. So when I staple the targets up, like center mass will be like there's air behind it. So I still have something to staple to, but I won't be just shooting through wood all the time. It all just hits the sand back behind there anyways. So it's like I'm not using the wood to stop the bullets. I just really use it to keep the sand back and to staple targets too. So I think it's a good mix of two different styles. And uh, yeah, so I did that Saturday morning, made my friends help me because that's what you do when you invite people on a trip is you put them to work. 
And then we spent all day Saturday shooting. Sunday, just wandering around the woods. We actually didn't shoot on Sunday. We just wandered around the woods, sat outside. It was so nice out. And then my one buddy went home, and then it was just me and one other person. We stayed through Monday, and then we took the guns out Monday and shot all day, then drove home Monday night. So lots, lots of gun fun. Right on. That was my trip, and we talked about a little bit earlier today in the early watch slash daily gun show about steel targets. Um, I've still yet to get my steel targets mounted up in a way that I like and been able to shoot them. So but I think we got some good ideas. You have. Uh, I'm sorry. What was that? I said, "How many dudes did you have?" But that sounds a little like weird. So how many dudes uh, were hanging there, out? There ended up being three people up north for Saturday and Sunday, and then two people up north on Monday. Oh, so pretty Which, good little gang. Yeah. I mean, I invited like eight people, and they all were good to go, and then they all canceled like the week before. So it's like I just kept getting more and more stuff. Oh, I have to work. Oh, this came up. Oh, that came up. Blah, blah, blah. So. Whatever, I get it. My friends don't actually like me all that much. My one neighbor, he lives across the street. He's a actually a Detroit firefighter, and he put in for time off work, but they denied him. So as protest, I told him I'd burn down a couple houses. Dude, I can't even get my friends to be really be able to go to eat or something. Getting something, getting one of my friends to be able to do something on a Saturday is almost impossible. Yeah, well, I do shoot a Palooza twice a year, so, you know, they know it's coming. I always do it in end of April for my birthday, and then I do it again sometime in October. That one moves around a little bit more. Sometimes What's it's the first the weekend. What's the weather like there in October? <clears throat> um, it, Normally, it's like in the 60s, you know, pretty nice, and then it drops down to, you know, 40s, upper 30s at night. Which is kind of like what this weekend was. It was mid-60s during the day. I think the hottest it got was like 63 or something. And then it was like 30 at night. So it, it, it definitely, as soon as the sun went away, it got cold. Is there snow or no snow? Uh, yeah, there was there was snow up there. Um, it And it must have just happened the week before. Because I went up the weekend before the one with just with my dad to open the house. And there was only a light dusting of snow. Well, when we came back for this fun weekend, there was, like, a couple inches of snow, like, all in the shadows. But the open part of the clearing, that was all, is all melted. Although I did fall off the back porch because of the snow. Because it was, like, iced over on top, like, real, like, thick ice on top of the snow. And uh, even though I was holding on to the railing, I I bit it and slammed my back into the, the steps and really fucked up my left shoulder blade. So that was fun. Sounds awful. But so the best question is what guns were you guys shooting? Oh, a little bit of everything. I will steer the viewers to my Instagram page to check out the table of guns. But I'd say some of the highlights would be my buddy's brand new acquired Mac 11. Oh, that nice. was pretty darn fun to shoot. Um, and then I, you know, I had the, usual kind of stuff. I had my AR, my AK. Uh, my buddy's got a couple of 22 rifles. 
Um, a little 22 pistol. Obviously, I had my CZ. I noticed uh, an air gun on here. Trying to sneak an air gun. Uh, yes, there is a pellet gun on there. The reason I brought that is because I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So for, someone gave me crap in the comments about why bring a pellet gun to the range. I said, because I have it. And his response was, yeah, but you could shoot it at home. It's like, I could, but I also can shoot it up north. So why not just bring it along with all the other stuff? Lever action with the scope on there, with an optical scope. Uh, yeah, that's my buddy's. I mean, it's sitting right next to his high point carbine. So, you know, it is what it is. When you buy Marlins, is you tend to put giant optical scopes on your lever action. I, I, I guess. I mean, it's, it's kind of like similarly, if you go all the way to the left, well, second to left, that's a, that's a super old school Marlin 60 that then he bought that like tactical chassis thing for. And mm -hmm. I told him to rip that junk off and put the wood back in it. Well, whatever. Just just letting you know, you, the left half of the table is my buddy's guns, right half of the table are my guns. And I didn't even mean to like draw a line down the middle, but now that I'm looking at it, that's exactly what happened. So, <laughs> right, right here where you drew the line? You're like, I didn't mean to draw this marker on the table, but you keep your guns on your side. Yeah. Well, I mean, that table folds in half, so that's just the hinge. Okay, thanks, Nitrike. So, where's the clock? <laughs> Where's the I'm clock? Sorry, that? I don't see any clocks. Did they get cut out on the left or the right or something? Uh, no, the glocks don't exist. No one has any glocks? No, me and my buddy do not own glocks. Were they rolling? That's sad. Now, if my other friends would have came up, then we would have had an even more, an even bigger collection. And I know there are glocks in in their collections. We can also show this picture. This is similar to like Bob's always talking about. Like, no one can find my guns because they're in the back seat of the truck. <laughs> yes, exactly. That that was me packing for the trip, and that is literally just the guns. And then that whole left side is like five range bags filled up with ammo and all the other stuff. How many rounds you end up shooting? Um, is there any way to calculate? I don't know. I could probably figure it out, but I, I'd say a couple hundred from each each one. I mean, it's one of those we, we kept just being ADD and shooting different stuff, so we didn't really shoot a ton of one thing. We just kept jumping over to other stuff. So probably all together is probably, I don't know, over a thousand, but it's really only a, like two to three hundred of each caliber. like pretty fun time. I guess I'll invite myself in October. Alright, well then the the, the in, invite still stands the same as Dano. Like, if you show up, you're welcome to stay. Oh, you won't tell me to leave? That's nice. Yeah. Difference is, for you, I might actually give you some help and, and tell you what the address is. <laughs> Dano just has to figure it out on his own, because he was so <laughs> salty that I didn't personally invite him. That, uh, but I like you more, so I might actually tell you where it is. Yes. All right. October in uh, Michigan. Right on. So, yeah, you've been looking forward to that, so it's good that I'm sure you got some uh, much-needed range therapy, as they say. Oh, yeah, definitely. And even still, it, it just the up-north therapy. Like I said, the one day we didn't even shoot, but just sitting out in the sun, 
joking around with your buddies in the middle of you know 40 acres with no neighbors around like it's just it's it's undescribable it's so peaceful sounds lovely battery recharge yep exactly all right so that's good to hear um what is our second amendment topic going to be today we got second every second matters coming up tomorrow we got any plans for that i know that um somebody was talking about doing a show tomorrow um, I was saying it. Dalswell? Somebody was talking about doing a Every Second Matter show um, to focus on some of the stuff in their state. Was it somebody during that early show we did today? Uh, I don't remember seeing that. Oh, no, it was somebody in the chat talking. Uh, somebody who was part of the one of the who joined the chat. They might have been in one of the lobbies after. Uh, that's possible. I, I mean, I know I'm planning on doing the legislative update like I do every month. So get my research together for that. Um, but as far as an everything that matters chat, I mean, I might do one or I might just jump in if someone else is doing one. I'm like we might have a couple happening tomorrow. And then uh, Jimmy said if we do something at 730 our time, uh, he might be available. So we're going to try to do an early watch at that time. So it'll be what, 9, uh, 1030? Eastern. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, I, I like when there's a couple different Every Second Matters. I think that happened last month, too. I think, like, Ghost or Clover is one of those guys. Like, they did their little group and, and did an Every Second Matters, and then I remember I did one later. So that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, that's what grassroots is. That we're all working towards the same goal, but maybe we have different ways of doing it. And, uh, you know, everyone's welcome to spread the the good word of the second amendment the gospel let's call it the gospel uh, effort in the morning then if jimmy can join to uh figure out a way again to get working towards using the early watch uh crew to um uh, help out with the updates and the latest harvest scoreboard everybody has a thing to see like what you're talking about um with a bunch of different people participating in like your uh your monthly wrap-up that you do yeah definitely it's because I, I miss stuff all the time i know i do it's i just like to put the effort into at least get if i get 90 percent of them and then people add stuff to it that's great so i encourage everyone to at least keep up with what your state's doing and then if you can keep up on other states as well then it's all the better uh, this particular week, we also have the NRA show, and as far as the Second Amendment goes, it's going to be an interesting one because we all know the story of what the NRA's done and does, and we know what uh, the social media people, at least the YouTube people, are doing. Um, if you had if you YouTube or anybody out there that's listening had any more, has there been any new updates or have you heard anything? As far as I know, they're not planning any kind of a actual demonstration or anything. And I'm not sure how the NRA is going to take it. Have you seen the stuff about Trump now? Is Trump speaking there? Is that real? Sounds like he'll be there. I don't know if they said he's speaking. Did he say he's speaking? I thought he was speaking. So if he's speaking, the like evening thing that's not at the event. But um, I'm wondering if they're still going to make it a no gun event because he might be walking around or because of something. But you know what I mean? It's physically in a different building, different time of day. So I. The stuff right, I, I, I carry a gun because of Trump, and I'm like, well, it has nothing to do with the NRA actual exhibit building. 
I wish right. I could and going now. I know last. Uh, sorry. I was just saying, I wish I was going now because I would totally want to be in the presence of our great general. <laughs> oh, you're, I was asking Flippy this question. I'll ask Angelina now, and then Smeggy can answer. If yes, you want. I would give him a hand job. Oh, so if you didn't even have to wait and hear what Flippy said. So uh, you're walking. I thought that's where I was going. You're minding your business. You're walking around the, wherever it is that it is, and then right. you find yourself in this hallway, and then door opens, Trump walks out, all of a sudden you're in a hallway, no secret service, nobody, nothing, you and Trump. He's like, hey, what happened? Where am I? Which way do I go? What do you, what do, you do? What do you say to the president? I mean, my first thing still stands, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. I'd be like, hey, bro. <laughs> and I would also say, you know that thing where he was like, uh, fuck, what was it about like Kim Jong Un's starved regime when he tweeted that like come, that I liked that I would say that was nice of you that gave me a good laugh he provides me a lot of laughs so whatever he needs so you'd encourage him with his tweeting encourage him to be tweeting I, would, I mean would I get all political probably not because he doesn't give a shit what I'm going to say but would I be like, hey, you should check out this patch that I make that has your hair on it and then tweet it and also my web address. Yeah, I would do that. Like held up the thing and have them in the background doing some kind of a thumbs up or something. Yeah, doing his like, you know, his, like awkward thumbs up, like doing awkward thumbs up or like holding it and doing one thumb up or whatever, but some kind of endorsement. Oh, that'd be amazing. I would sell so many patches. Maggie, how do you... Well, considering I am not a self-promoting two-bit content creator, um, I'm just kidding. Anyways, uh, so I, straight up, if it, was at the, if it was at the NRA thing, like you, it's just as you described, he stumbled into the hallway and I'm there, I'd ask him, dude, why'd you stab us in the back with the bump stocks and the restraining orders and all that crap like i think it's a disgrace that he's speaking at the nra i mean i guess they supported all that crap and the fixed nicks and everything but i'll just straight up tell him like you got all these votes because you said you were pro-gun so far in your first year you passed more gun laws than obama did in eight and we were all worried about him obama didn't do crap trump's done a bunch of shit so i just straight up why'd you stab us in the back dude like you're not getting my vote in a couple years not if you're going to treat guns this way. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but if you started off like you're, because you're only going to have a moment with them in a situation like that. If you start off with berating them, then it's you're never going to get through. Unless he's, I don't know, maybe he's like the kind who's like, ah, no, it's a challenge. I'm going to get this guy on my side. So how can I talk to him? But you know what I mean? He's just going to be like, oh, okay, and walk away fast. Yeah, but I guess the other option is being like, oh, hey, what's up, dude? And then he'd walk away fast anyway. So at least, yeah, I, get, at least I got my... There's more, there's more nuance to that in there, I think. I don't know if that's... I just came up with that question. So uh, I don't know if it's necessarily the best question in the world or anything, but if, if people out there want to try to answer it. But I guess it, the way you just you started answering it there, what if you said something to him like, hey, I'm super pro 2A, whichever, how often do you go shooting or something like that, just to give him a way to say something if he wants and then uh 
you've created a two-way conversation and uh, I don't know he's gonna feel obligated as a politician I suppose to say something positive to you since it's a topic you brought up yeah that, that, that's possible and that might be better tact than I have but uh, I did want to speak something about the carrying the gun thing um, I'm pretty sure last time he spoke at the NRA it he was still a candidate but he still had like Secret Service and stuff as being the candidate and you could carry at the show just at his little speech, which was in a, a separate auditorium. Like the, the auditorium part was a gun-free zone, even though it was still the same building and stuff. It was like the other wing. You just couldn't go over that way. And then secondly, actually, Pink Panther beat me to it. He said there out in the chat, um, we met his son and uh, ballistics took a picture with him like while carrying. So he's sitting there like with his arm around the, the soon to be president's son with a gun on his hip and I'm standing there taking the picture with a gun on my hip and pink's you know in the background next to me or whatever. So you know the, the, and they he was surrounded by people in suits like Secret Service people. That, that's gotta be a felony. Well then then it didn't happen and I'm making it all up. But if it's not a felony, I mean it is what it is. He was walking around the floor and we went and talked to him. Statues of limitations they protect you. Yeah, I'm probably just lying on the internet because, you know, people make up stories. So I say about how he can't go because of his uh, lost his NRA, he doesn't have an NRA membership, but I don't think you need one. I think the NRA gets you in for free, but I think you can still pay to go in to the exhibits. Can you? I, I'm not sure about that. I think you had, I thought you had to be a member. They just, they were signing people up like at a cheaper rate if you don't have one. Sure I think, we if I remember correctly, but I could be wrong. I think we looked at it the other day to find out, and uh, it doesn't like explicitly say like uh, all everyone's welcome, but it says something that kind of leads you to believe that. Um, purchase tickets. I I know you have to get tickets to go to the the speeches and the meetings and stuff. Yeah, that's just for the meetings. But either way, I mean, I still have my NRA membership as much as I give them crap about doing stuff. I'd, I do truly believe on. in changing them from the inside type of thing. So I'll keep my membership. Here's what it says on the thing. 147th, 147th, I don't think that's to be taken lightly, 147th NRA annual meeting. 147. Come on. Um, 80,000 and 800 exhibitors free to all NRA members and their families for faster entry please remember to bring your current card with you so I guess does that imply that it's free for the members and not anyone else that's the, uh, yeah, yeah, like I said I, I, I thought it was member only wouldn't you think it would say somewhere like members only and it's free to members and blah, blah, blah. Or I would say like it's free to members and blah, 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 members only. But it doesn't. So I don't know if it's, I don't know. But night striking it going anyway. So that's what it looks like. Basically SHOT Show. Hey, there I am. No, I'm just kidding. Were you in Atlanta? I was in Atlanta, but I don't think I'm in that picture. Did you call it Hotlanta? 
I don't believe I did. You should have called it Mylanta. Yeah, I have fun in NRA. I mean, it, like you said, it, you've you've described it before. It's like Shot Show minus like some of the weird stuff that's really business oriented. It's all just guns and and gadgets, and they're there to show to the general public. So they they basically will love giving you their little sales pitch and let you fiddle around with things and take pictures of it and you know do whatever you want. It's pretty neat. Well, I finally started reading the comments over on the YouTube side after I read the comments on the Gun Channel side. And there are none on the gun shell side. So uh, we're on the YouTube side. Cycle is saying, is there a cost to attend the NRA exhibits? The NRA meetings is free to all members. Oh, I thought he was asking. I think he just copied and pasted it. So, yeah. All right. So. Um, oh, here's the thing. Yeah, he down near his other comment is, you know, please bring your card with you. If you're not currently NRA member, you can join at the door. Which, like I said, I know they were signing people up left and right. Free. But if they might also have, I, I thought there was a thing that was like, yeah, $10 to attend or $14 to attend. If you're a member, it's free. So if you're like, oh, I don't want to be a member, it's going to be 15 bucks to walk in. Because I wouldn't think they're just going to make a venue open to the public for free because it costs money to be there. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I just like being a member because you can vote for the board. And so every time you complain about what the NRA is doing, um, you know, if you can get some board members to agree with you and get them elected, maybe the NRA won't do the stuff they were doing that you and don't like. Something that we don't do, we have not done. We don't do, we don't intentionally don't do it. We just have not done anything as far as NRA on every second matters. Is it worth looking at the, what is it, would it be candidates or people? Or maybe instead of trying to figure it out, maybe searching for a video that someone who's in the know or someone who does pay attention breaks down who the nominees are or whatever the hell they're called. And focus on, you know, look at that or at least address it tomorrow. Yeah, that I mean, that's that's something to to look into. I, I do know this about when you're filling out your ballot for that is. You know, it's like, you know, you can pick up to 25 people or whatever. What Basically, what they do is they have 75 people on the board. They replace 25 of them a year. So it's like you're either in group one, two, or three, and you get reelected every three years. Um, but the, the biggest thing is that if you want someone that hasn't been in before, like, only vote for a couple people. If you end up voting for all 25, like, those couple people you voted for that were different, are going to get outshadowed by the fact that you voted for all the same people that everyone else did also. It's like they never break into it. So you don't have to pick all 25. You just pick a couple, and then it, it it's weighted a little bit more than if you pick 25 and just like a couple people at the bottom, you pick new people or whatever. Is that the strategy? So in other words, if everyone's going to get a number of votes at the end and Sally over here is going to get picked by everybody, she's going to get in. But if everyone didn't bother voting for Sally, if they're only voting for George or something, then the vote for George goes through, but no extra additional worthless or, I guess, extraneous vote for Sally happens. And then that way she isn't just defaulted onto the board just because everyone didn't care. They were all voting for George or Bob or whoever. Right, exactly. Because that's... So even though, like even if you vote for all the other people and you know Sally's one of the ones that gets voted for all the time, 
and you vote for her anyways. And then when you vote for George, like he's going to have a harder time getting in just because like it, it that raised the bar by Sally getting everyone's vote. Then he's got to get a few more to get like up into the 25. There's a whole, I saw a video about it that explained it way better than what I'm doing right now. Basically don't vote for Sally. Well, maybe Sally's well, cool, but girl? don't vote. For, like, don't vote for like Ted Nugent and stuff. He's going to get a million votes anyway, so he's already in. And by you voting for him, you're less likely to get, uh, you know, uh, Kraut or Tim Kennedy or some of the other ones. Plus, let's not forget that in 2009, innocent young G. Webbs was walking through a door, minding his own business, and then a bunch of thugs kind of came busting through, pushed me out of the way. I didn't know what was going on. And then there's Ted Nugent, not having to open up his own door or nothing, just walking right on through like if he owned the place. And it was a door that people weren't supposed to be walking through anyway. Yes, exactly. Which is where I thought your uh, your Trump scenario was inspired right. by. It comes from that. Because I'm still traumatized by not having the right thing to say to so, you're you're a little bitter by Uncle Ted. It's all right. I survived it. I'm better. I'm bigger for it. Poor innocent young G Webs. Let's not talk about it. I can't. I don't want to drink. Yeah, you must only been like two because you're 15 now. I don't even know if I was born yet. I could have been. Oh yeah, you might not have. I don't think you were born yet. It could have been my mom and dad were just walking through that door, and I just remember. All right, so that's getting weird. So now we'll move it on to. Uh, I don't know. Is there a way to bring this back? Do we, let's let's talk about never enough ammo. Every day we try to feature one of the members. It's over on the gun channels. He's a little more active than some, but not as active as most of y'all that are watching this right now. But let's let's remember never enough ammo. And uh, I'll joke aside, they ripped his channel away from him, right? Because he's a jerk and he made a bunch of videos about guns. And they finally figured that out and took his channel basically away from him. Can't post anything. He's having to start with a new channel, and uh, I guess he's over on the full 30 now. So uh, we're posting to his YouTube channel, but uh, I'll go over and check out his full 30 if you remember over there. I think you have to be, I'm assuming you have to be logged in to subscribe to his channel. Uh, do that. It's a new channel over there, so he's trying to get some coverage. And then uh, he's got his Mr. Matt uh, channel over on the YouTube. I guess I probably should have checked a uh, link to that one. So if somebody wants to throw that one out there, that'd be appreciated. Of course, you can't do that on the YouTube side because YouTube's a dying, bloated platform. But uh, it'd be interesting to see how Matt comes out. You know, Matt's got actual ability, right? He can, uh, he's, he's, he does his stuff every single week. He's not one of these guys that did a couple of interesting videos or has a, you know, a, a, a formula that he can put out a video once a week or whatever, and that keeps subs coming in. Uh, he's the real deal. So I suspect whatever platform he actually goes to people that are interested in being part of his uh, chats and his conversation, uh, they're going to follow him along, right? And he'll, he'll succeed no matter where the hell YouTube does. What's all this? Baha Jaja. No idea. What's all this? <clears throat> Steven's weird. Me. But yeah, Matt, Matt's a cool dude. Obviously, uh, probably most of our audience is aware of him doing the the geek chat on Mondays, which kind of started as a Walking Dead summary thing, and now it's just grown into top ten sci-fi lists and all sorts of craziness. 
and then the Wednesday, and then he does his other one on the weekend. And like, just like you said, does a million different shows. And for with a couple of strikes, boom, it's his channels basically inactive. I mean, it's, it's all but deleted, right? He's one step away from getting deleted. And because they, his second strike, the strike that takes your ability to post new videos at all. So you can't even let people know what's going on. Your, your, your channel's effectively shut down. The best you can do is toggle your videos public and private. That's the only ability you have on your channel, really. Um, uh, they did that to a private video, so a video that he had removed from public view. So technically, someone who had uh, a problem with the video and would have reported it would have never been able to see the video in the first place. So that means that whoever gave him the strike, the commute, the strike against his channel, uh, had privilege to see private videos. And that means it's someone who's internal to YouTube or they've given that Southern Poverty Law Center. Is that the people? I forgot who it is that they've got, uh, who they empowered to police YouTube for moral. And yeah, Well, they use the Southern Poverty Law Center's like guidelines as like defining what hate speech is or something like that. But it's it's a group of, I forget what they call them, activators or something, but it's, yeah, basically, that's, that's a good way of saying it. So, yeah, I mean, if they've got keys to your door and they're not just supposed to walk down the aisles or walk down the hallways or walk down the streets and decide if you're out of line, they can now go through, open up your door and go through your drawers in your closet and see if you're out of line. That's that's different situation. So anyway, Matt's uh, dealing with all that, and in many ways, he's been a uh, um, what do you call that? Like a uh, innovator. He's been out there uh, doing things first and experimenting a bit. One of the reasons I like hanging out with him, and like I say, this is an opportunity for him to uh, go jump off and do other things besides that stupid old platform. And uh, I'm like I say, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I'm sure he'll succeed. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's he was doing those live streams back in, uh, like, before YouTube was doing live stream stuff, right? Wasn't he on some other thing, like, way back in the day? So Lots he's jumped platforms before. He can probably survive doing it again. Yeah, exactly. This is only his second or third platform doing live stuff anyway. So, I mean, now he's going on to his fourth or whatever. Um, Night Strike's out there watching. He's got a, an awesome platform. Uh, as soon as he's able to kick that thing into third gear or fifth gear, I guess, um, that's going to rock. We were playing with the uh, live stream uh, the other day, and yeah, it's smooth. So he's going to give them a run for their money, uh, give YouTube a run for their money as far as giving content creators options, especially content creators that are interested in uh, Second Amendment. All right, so that was a bit of a transition out of the kind of beginning topic there. Do we want to go right into the state of the state of Wyoming? Or do we want to uh, dig into one of these other topics? Or do y'all have any topics? Um, I mean, I don't know anything about Wyoming, so that would be all Snuggy because he's the new Jimmy, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can pull up the thing here in a second. All right. So while the Snug is doing that, have y'all been to Wyoming? I have. No. I have. What, uh, you drive through it, hang out there? The yeah, place. I just drove through it. But it was, it was lovely. I've never seen so many, like, dead deer, but 
it was nice. Like on the side of the roads? Yeah, it's horrible. I don't know if it's horrible, but definitely it's a thing. Um, I have to agree. I've seen quite a few dead critters up there, too. Um, maybe they're just uh, too plentiful up there. But I agree. It's a pretty nice state. It's semi-boring, but it's not Iowa, Kansas boring. It's uh, Wyoming boring. So it's like the, the mountains ain't quite Colorado, but they're pretty awesome. And then uh, the plains, you know, they're the plains, but at least they're adjacent to like the Badlands and Black Hills and cool stuff. So even the boring parts of Wyoming are at least adjacent to the good stuff. And it's got Yellowstone. Isn't it in Yellowstone? Is it Wyoming or Idaho where there's the 10 square miles where you can kill? So there's that. Do you know about that? No. What the hell is that? I mean, you don't even know about this. So there's somehow, because of jurisdiction, 10 mile, a 10 square mile portion of Yosemite? No, not Yosemite. Yeah, Yosemite. Some forest up by the corner of Wyoming and Idaho where there's there's no jurisdiction. So you could kill people there and nobody could do nothing about it. Not even illegal. Right. Yeah, it's something something with the state borders and the federal and like it just it doesn't exist. Well, I guess it's illegal, but nobody has the authority to persecute you there. That's weird. The whole, it's a gap. It's a hole in any kind of jurisdiction or something. I mean, is that is that like, do they actively find bodies there or? Uh, I'm assuming no, but it's always good to know. Good to have <laughs> on, on tap. It's trivia. Yes, yes, okay. it is. So uh, I, I got the summary but, here. Uh, I did spend some time in Wyoming and I do like Wyoming. It's a good place. Yeah, I like it. It's beautiful. Yep. Okay, so you can go. All right, cool. So uh, it, it looks pretty good for gun rights. I can say that just at a quick glance. Uh, state purchase a permit? Nope. Firearm registration? No. Assault weapons law? No. Magazine capacity? No. Uh, owner license? No. Carry permits required? No. Um, residents, residents may carry open or concealed without a permit. However, permits are issued on a shall-issue basis for those who wish to have them. Uh, Non-residents are required to have a CCW permit from the state of Wyoming, from a state Wyoming recognizes if they wish to carry concealed. So that's interesting. I haven't seen that in a while. Constitutional carry for residents, if you're from out of state, you either have to have reciprocity with them or, I guess, get like a Wyoming non-resident permit. And like I said, they do still offer CCW permits, but uh, you don't have to have them to carry concealed, which is cool. Uh, open carry, yes, no permit required. Uh, let's see, state preemption, yes, which is that's a good thing. So the state can yell at cities if they try and be more restrictive. NFA weapon restricted, no. Background check on private sales, no. So it pretty much they checked all the dang boxes. I mean, constitutional carry and and permitless open carry and all no permits for anything basically no registration no nothing am i crazy or do they also have a montana situation where if you build something in wyoming it stays in wyoming and if they don't apply because nfa only applies to interstate commerce that seems like something they would have but i don't know that for sure but wyoming does seem because it's kind of got the 
well, what would you say? Like the the frontiers, like you know, cowboy settler type mentality is still kind of stuck with them, where they're just like, leave us alone and we'll leave you alone type of thing. It seems like it's a low spot, and what's happened is when freedom rains down over the United States, it pools up in Wyoming, and they get an extra amount of it, and it soaks in, and then it's like in their souls, I guess. Probably because they're in the middle of it all, and they get to see kind of everything. Well, and uh, the, the only gun laws I've seen that have changed. Um, this goes back to actually March 15th of this year. And when I look back at the history of like all last year, all it was talking about was this same law going through different committees and doing stuff. But uh, basically it is a, a stand your ground law that um, it was House Bill 168. It became law last night without the governor's signature. So that's one of those like, I kind of wish he'd have signed it to be like, yes, I like this, but as long as the thing becomes law anyways, like it works. And it's, it seems like a pretty standard stand your ground. Like any law abiding citizen who didn't initiate a, a conflict has no duty to retreat if they're in a place that they're lawful to be blah, 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 whatever. And lots of places have stand your ground. So it's, it's interesting that before that they had no um, like protection like that. And now they do. So if you're allowed to be there, you're allowed to defend yourself. You don't have to run away. And that that's basically just a protection from jurors and prosecutors, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking you after the fact going, well, you could have jumped over the fence or you could have ran this way and instead of that way and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, shoulda, woulda, coulda. I had half a second to figure out if my life was in danger or not. Like I did what I had to do. A lot of times people think about that kind of situation in urban, right? Or maybe vehicle. But think about Fish, the guy from Arizona in the uh, 10 millimeter. And he was out walking his dog in a remote, from what I understand, like a remote desert type of hike, mountain type of hike. And he encountered the guy and the dog. Um, in Wyoming, you've got mostly rural, very little city or urban or anything. So it's mostly rural and you get into those kind of situations again and, uh, you know, remote plays part of that whole thing. So if you're out in the middle of nowhere and somebody's confronting you and you don't know what the heck, I mean, a lot of these things that I think we almost all think of them as urban situations, they can apply in a whole different and similar way sometimes to uh, these remote and uh, trailheads, you know, out on uh, highways in the middle of nowhere, uh, car breaks down, somebody pulls up, you know, oh, you're here to help? Oh, wait, what are you here for? Road pirates. Yeah, no, that that's a very good point. And that's, uh, I think that's common. A lot of people think of, they think of their own situations. I know we've talked about it before when we're talking about self-defense for you know, most people think of themselves in a self-defense situation and they don't think of grandma or they don't think of a, a mom with five kids, you know, running around. She's trying to take care of all of them, plus also defend herself, you know, thinking of someone who's weaker or someone who's hurt, you know, maybe in a wheelchair, like any of that kind of stuff. And uh, that's the same type of thing. Most people, if you live in the suburbs, you live in the city, you think of like, well, this is what most people encounter every day. But... <laughs> The vast, like you said, the vast majority of Wyoming is probably open space. And yeah, you're going to deal with 
you know, maybe even disgruntled hunters that are trespassing on your land or stuff like that. Like you got to oh, yeah. go figure out what's going on. Order disputes and fence jumping, all these things can lead to potentially lethal situations. And then later in court, you're trying to describe a field or a rock outcropping and the other lawyers like, why didn't you run off? Why you have this confrontation? And you're trying to describe, well, because, you know, thing was bouldery or something. I couldn't walk in those shoes. You know, there's all kinds of stuff that, yeah, like you're saying, you know, think about that. I'm sure they're encountering up there. Think of Longmire. It's, it all comes back to Longmire. Based on women. Uh, yeah. Hmm. But anyways, that's the state of Wyoming. Because like I said, there hasn't been any other. It seems like all their gun laws are pretty darn good. So now they got that one taken care of. Like, unless they're just defeating anti-gun stuff that's popping up, which I didn't. That's another encouraging thing. I did not see any like anti-gun stuff getting shot down. So it's like it's not even getting introduced. They're just not really addressing guns that much one law in the past two years and it was a pro you know stand your ground self-defense law that's pretty good well yet because we would have said the same thing about nevada not too long ago arizona people think we don't get those laws we get them coming up and we've already lost oregon and washington which were never super free but they were getting free there for a minute Oh, it, yeah, definitely. I'm not saying go to sleep if you're in Wyoming, but I just it is encouraging to at this exact moment in time, looking back at the like the past two years, not seeing that. Because even in pro-gun states, you're right, when I look at pro-gun states, I'll see some assault ban introduced and then dies in committee. Or I'll see background check introduced and then it gets vetoed. Or, but like, even though they're staying pro-gun, like that they're getting attacked. Wyoming at least at the door. isn't even getting attacked at this current moment. So I just found that encouraging. Oh, we do as well. They're one of the foundations that keep us free. Yeah. But, you know, you got Vermont. No gun laws ever until, what, a month ago, three weeks ago, something like that. And now they're almost as bad as like in New York. Oh, maybe not quite that bad, but they're they've jumped from like top of the list of freedoms into like the middle. But no, Vermont was like that concrete pillar that was out in the ocean, taking the abuse every single day, year after year, decade after decade, century after century, and it finally got a crack. So hopefully we won't sacrifice it and watch it just fall into the water, but uh Instead, we'll get out there and reinforce it, get a bridge out to it, get a couple more of those states is, you know, get that dock or that pier, whatever the hell the ocean terminology is, to get that, you know, back out there again, get freedom out in that part of the country. But I think Wyoming's more foundation, or, well, I don't want to assume, but it's it's a pretty good place because they're not going to sway those people with a bunch of BS, right? Right. And that's like I said, I, I think that does come back to the different states definitely have different mindsets. And sometimes it might be stereotypical, but, you know, you think of the, the cowboy rancher type person, they have to be independent. I mean, that's in their history. It was, you know, they had to take care of their own family. They had to do their well, own stuff. They are when you're like a mile from the nearest house and those houses are miles from the nearest little town, which is hours away from anything medium-sized or what we call a town 
you know how to be self-sufficient. You don't have some politician come along and wave stuff you don't have to do anymore in front of your face and have it be appealing. They understand the value of what they got. They're good people. Let's um, stick with Wyoming today, if that's okay. As we do things like uh, gun shop of the day and other things, we can keep talking about Wyoming because I'm thinking we can stick Longmire into the movie. I haven't seen it. You've never seen the Longmire? No. Who's the dude in Longmire? Where'd he come from? Or was he anything before? I don't do you know. know, you know, do, you know girl, do you know who the girl Starbucks is in Buck, Battlestar Galactica? I've never seen Battlestar Galactica. <sighs> I, I know who that girl is. What is else has she been in that Angelina might know? Oh, I, I have no idea. Longmire's is uh, kind of like Rockford. No, it's not. It's like, um, what's it like? It's a sheriff in Wyoming, in a fake county in Wyoming that doesn't exist. So it's just sort of like a Wyoming sheriff. And uh, just a cop show about this Wyoming sheriff. And it's pretty interesting. I think there's drama in it. Holy crap. So just if I can jump back to Wyoming super quick. I was just curious what the biggest city was. We're still in Wyoming. Okay, we're still in Wyoming. Well, as of 2015, the entire state population was just under 600,000 people. Wow. Less than a million people in the entire state. Its biggest city is 63,000 people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What they would consider a city, most people would be like, oh, that's a small suburb. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, less less than a hundred thousand people, and that's their biggest city. Anyways, so log on there. I haven't seen it either. I have no idea. What? I'm assuming it's a cowboy movie. Over crying out loud. <laughs> so Wyoming, big ass square, rectangly looking shape state in the middle of nowhere, and it has a couple mountains in it, and it's like a smaller version of Colorado. Like the mountains aren't as big, but um, the uh what the east half of the state is flat and the west half of the state is the rocky mountains so um this guy is in some fake county that they get to go to both places so somewhere in the middle i guess and uh he's a sheriff and uh it's just a little town so that's about all there is to it it's just a sheriff in wyoming and there's stuff that goes on with the oh you know who's in it Some guy who's famous, who's always in in movies as being an Indian, is in it. And he's, uh, like, his friend. And he's, uh, uh, so there's some reservation nearby. Anyway, it's interesting. And, uh, you know, having some insight to the dynamic of what's going on in Wyoming, it was just interesting to watch this show. And it seems like most people enjoy it. Uh, so, yeah, great review of that show today. But that'll be our Blue Diamond Phillips. Thanks. That's the dude. Oh, Blue Diamond Phillips. You know that guy? Yeah. He, I don't think he's uh He's not really an Indian, is he? No, I don't think so. But he plays them often. Hmm. Or he has played them. I don't know how much everything he's done. Oh, so it's like a like a cop movie. I get it. It's like That's a cop movie. show, but in Wyoming. And yeah. you know, they have, like, of course... Like you just said, was there 63,000 people in Wyoming? And there's like a murder every weekend in this guy's county. 
you know, are like, oh, these are heroin smugglers who are bringing it to Wyoming. Like, yeah, to who? There's like 20,000 people that are like of the age bracket that might ever do heroin. So where are you selling these like truckloads of heroin to? Well, that's just, that's the thinking that, you know, you go to sleep and uh, next thing you know, people have moved in. But anyways, yeah, it looks kind of interesting. Let's get feedback out there since I'm the only one who's even seen Longmire. Longmire, so it's pronounced. And we'll have Daniel while I'm eating peanuts. I guess. Well, all right. So, what about a gun sh- shop? Or are you just doing some random? Oh, we're not doing random. I'm just getting done eating. Oh, well, I just thought maybe in the meantime we could do gun shop. Well, yeah. So, instead of a gun shop, we're going to do the Cody Firearms Museum, which is. Uh, I'm going to understand pretty good, and I have not been there yet. Uh, I went to it when I was in a different town. I'm guessing I have to verify that because I do remember seeing some of the things, but it was in a tiny, tiny museum in a different city so uh, or a different town. So anyway, if you go to our gun shop guide, we've got it down here in the list that we have yet to visit. See how many museums there's yet to visit? Wow. And if you go to it, you'll see there's nothing because I haven't been there yet. But we'll go to their website and take a look. It's called the uh, Buffalo Bill Center of the West, and I guess that encompasses the whole place. It's probably like art and stuff. Um, and then part of it is the Cody, how does it go? I think it's the Cody Firearms Museum. So I guess um, this is what it's going to end up looking like. Right now, I guess the gun exhibits are down because they're setting up this new fancy firearms section and I guess this is a uh, cartoon of what it's going to look like and yeah has anybody out there been there 53,000 likes on Facebook that's pretty awesome considering this place is so remote it's in the middle of nowhere Wyoming I would like to go there to the population seriously that's almost the the population of their biggest city so it's kind of neat Yeah, it looks pretty cool. That's what it looks like at the museum. Anyway, so that's our gun shop today. It's not really a gun shop. It's a museum, and it's in Cody, Wyoming, uh, which is kind of, well, if this was Wyoming, it would be up here. And Yellowstone's this whole chunk of Wyoming, so it's pretty much right up there by Yellowstone. So it's pretty, because isn't the 40 kind of low? Or not the 40. What is it that goes through that thing? I don't know what the the thing is, but yeah, if let me just grab a map of Wyoming. I thought it was kind of like low, relatively. Um, the the highway that goes the interstate that goes across Wyoming would um, go low be or southern Wyoming because of the mountains. There's a pass, southern pass, or south pass, is um, the only way to really get a, to navigate across. Where's their contact us? Could this be more like? Yes, visit. Free parking. There you go. So, yeah, the the road to get kind of through Wyoming is down here or kind of up here. And I'm assuming they're here because of Jackson, uh, which I think is Ski Place, and then Yellowstone. But, yeah, there ain't nothing this way. Long, long, long. 
so yeah, pretty neat. And I had no idea they had 53,000 people on their Facebook. That's, that's pretty awesome. They're saying that you stop by there on the way to the Yellowstone, so they must be Yellowstone adjacent. Yeah, seems neat. They seem pretty cool. I checked them out again at the um, the uh, gun show in Tulsa. They go to a lot of the gun shows to set up to let people know about the museum, which is kind of cool, I guess. And uh, one of the things that they offer, one of the services they offer that I didn't know about was Colt Letters and other companies' letters since they have, I guess, probably because they have a lot of the actual records, uh, they can look up production dates and stuff. So let's say you got an old gun and it has a serial number on it or some kind of marking inventory number or something that they can use to um, uh, figure out where, when it was made and then it'll know, the, the factory records will know who it was shipped to. And a lot of times that'll help, you know, verify or um, whatever, you know, add to the story of the gun. Uh, you know, somebody said they got it in England and it was shipped to Utah or something, you know, whatever, you know, can add to the uh, story or, or what's what I'm trying to say. Take away. So anyway, so that, that's a, a feature that they offer or service they offer. Sounds kind of neat. So uh, Center of the West, and we'll see if anybody has uh, been there before over in the chats. No. Nope, I don't think so. Uh, although yesterday is saying it's really awesome. So if that's what he's talking about, later maybe he's been there. Uh, I find that when I start going to these Western museums, the art part of them is pretty crazy, uh, pretty good. So, you know, there's lots of things out here to inspire people to do art, and there's probably lots of time. It's kind of things, and Spengy was saying, you know, you get out and you're away from all the um, distractions and stuff, you can... Uh, probably come up with some pretty interesting art and those museums are crazy interesting then of course you get the history of the west out here with the indians and the, our history and uh, a lot of those artifacts have been uh, accumulated by these museums so they uh i'm assuming because they're spending all that money redoing re it that they're learning from some of these other museums and they're probably displaying it pretty neat too the lighting seems to be getting better all the time and the glass you don't even know it's there sometimes it's not 19 bucks to get in. Uh, is it worth it? I don't know. That's, what are you going to do? Not pay that? You just drove all the way out there. That's true. But yeah, that ain't, that ain't cheap for some of the museums I've been to. But I think the Cowboy Museum in Oklahoma City is like 12 or 13. Autry was nine. I'm surprised that was only $9, though. Yeah, hand-free parking. I think it was nine. All right, well, so that was our gun shop of the day, which is really a firearms museum. And we talked about the Longmire movie, which is a gun movie. So now we can talk about history a little bit. Hmm, anything happened in history? Oh, yeah, we've got some history. Uh, did I close it? 
Osama bin Laden. I guess technically, depending on if you're today or tomorrow, yeah, Osama bin Laden got shot in the face. Theoretically. Here it is. Um, we have a couple of things in real gun history. I guess I'm not screen sharing anymore. Um, so today, what are we calling it? It is the first for me, but it might be the second for some of y'all. Um, we talked about Military Brats Day was April 30th. May 1st is a loyalty day. You ever heard of this? American citizens to reaffirm their loyalty to the United States and to recognize the heritage of American freedom. Loyalty Day. May 1st. What's up with that? What are you May supposed 1st. to do? Uh, reaffirm your loyalty to the United States and recognize the heritage of American freedom. You got to recognize and you got to reaffirm. All right. Like internally or... I don't know. I never even heard of this before, and I wrote it in here. So either somebody hacked my shit, or I wrote it in here and I didn't cite it. Or right. you're trying to make something up. I could, yeah, because I'm all about blind obedience to the state. Yep. An illusion. I think what it was is uh, I found a um, place that had really cool military stuff, like military National Military Brats Day. I didn't know about that. So I found a place that had a bunch of stuff, and I'll bet you that was one of those. Anyhow, so everybody knows about Loyalty Day. That is technically on the calendar. But more interestingly, perhaps, is May 1st, 1852. I'll screen share. Do you know who famous lady, famous lady, born on May 1st, 1852? 18 May 1st, 1852. No. I feel like you should have known because you're a girl, but it, it's Calamity Jane. Oh, shit. Calamity Jane. So that's the chick that hung out with, well, Bill Hickok. Do you think that Hickok, 45's wife, is like, by default, people call her Calamity Jane now? They she should. Knows. I wonder if her name is Jane. She's probably thrilled by that. And then it's also Silver Star service banner day so that is a day set aside to honor our wounded ill and dying military personnel by participating in flying that silver star banner so i reposted it from the green bray foundation over on the uh instagram it's always interesting to see this i posted this off our shop here in arizona six six hundred twenty views totally worth it it's about that guy at the waffle house uh donating a bunch of money to the victims uh, then, you know, not so many on the tour, big deal. Um, did we talk about this yesterday? We'll talk about it today. But uh, Dead Horse is awesome campaign there, 200-something. I left that up for like a day because I wanted that to cook and want people to find out about this one. Post this thing, 400. So let's recap. 600, 200, 400, 42. You know, I don't care if it's only 42 for our show this morning, but come on. This is about our uh, wounded and our uh, disabled. So in April 2010, the House passed a resolution to designate May 1st as Silver Star Service Banner Day. So you could put this out. Angelina, if you want to make this as a sticker or something for next year, um, we could put that in our calendar. And uh, maybe that's the way somebody could put that out as like a magnet or something. 
I'm not a big fan of people who do stuff like this and then like stick it in their window 365 because I believe that takes away from the significance. But you know, when everyone who decides to participate acknowledges something like a day like that by putting something like that in their window or on their mailbox or something, that's I think the whole point is then then the people who may or may not be busy, oblivious, disinterested, there they see it. And those people that do become curious can go figure out what the hell's going on or a question can be asked or conversation can be had. So, um, yeah, I didn't know really about it until, I mean, other than posting it, it kind of snuck up on me when they posted it today. I reposted it, but um, I think it might be worth doing a sticker run or something. And then, oh, a real flag, though. I didn't even think about that. Do, do we know anybody who has the ability to create? A flag that's even more quality than the shitty repost that I did. And made in America. Very cool. Mm, I I doubt it. You might. So, oh, I just closed it on that. But uh, that was the two things going on on May 1st Calamity Jane and Silver Star uh, Service Banner Day. Sorry we didn't do a better job of letting you know yesterday when you could have actually done something about it. Um, but that's Maggie's fault because he wasn't here yesterday. So then we got May two. So depending on where you are, yes, tomorrow or today. Thought I saw a couple of things in here. Sixteen seventy, right? Sixteen seventy. So that's like three hundred years ago, right? Four hundred, three hundred years ago. Plus, the Hudson Bay Company was founded. Everybody remember what that was? No. What's that? Um, I believe it was Canadian Fur Trade. Um, blah, blah, blah. I think that was one of the first things they did over here, though. And then kind of was like, hey, there's stuff to do over here. Uh, there's, there's value over here. It's not just a, like a barren wasteland or whatever. And I think they started making a bunch of money, and that's when people are like, hey, let's go take more of that place. Oh. It looks like it's good for the pickings. Uh, bunch of nothing, bunch of boring nothing, blah, 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 boring nothing, hundreds of years of boring nothing. Here we go. 1890, the territory of Oklahoma. So not the state, but the territory of Oklahoma was created in 1890. 18, oh, it's not even that long ago, 1890. Think about it. And that's the territory of Oklahoma is created. So not even the state yet, I'm guessing, is what that's saying. Then it says 1919, the first U.S. Air Passenger Service started. So barely 29 years later, Oklahoma's just getting around to being a state. 29 years later, we're driving around air passengers in the air. Pretty neat. A uh, bunch of stuff happening in World War II. There was a prisoner revolt at Alcatraz. That's in California. So, again, you probably should know about that. That was in 1946. Oh, Alcatraz. I do know about Alcatraz. Nothing about Michigan. We had some Michigan-Wisconsin battle news the other day, Smeggy. Yeah, I'm assuming that's one of the reasons he didn't want to show up. It's kind of rude to show up. Maybe he was doing a reenactment. On Wisconsin Conquest Day. Um, we stole that land from Ohio, just for the record. Um, it's, it's not our fault it turned into Wisconsin later. 
Hmm. We only there, hate Ohio. There is nothing else interesting that happened on this day. So if anybody knows about something interesting, let us know. Sometimes uh, Pondry is out there researching it from better websites that have history on there. Um, Cycle saying happy belated riot day. Milady. He didn't say that, but I'm adding that because I'm sure he's tipped his hat as he said that. Oh, thanks. And, no one remembered. and it is still the riots. So they were going on till the 4th and 5th. So I think back, people that were alive back then, and if you weren't, think about you know, six days worth of intense media scrutiny of violence and feeding the flames and what that was like. And uh, a lot of times we think, oh, you know, blah, 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 we're losing, we're losing. You know, even with uh, the Fergusons and the other things that they try to exploit, you know, they're trying to bring back that. They aren't able to because it's not land and people aren't as gullible. They're not as interested in National Enquirer crap and they're not as easily led. So I think we're gaining headway. And that's one of the reasons to, uh, one of the ways you can engage that, right? Uh, I don't know if we got anything else. Um, what's going on tomorrow? And I think the question on everybody's mind is, will there be a cave? Does that even happen anymore? Is that a thing? Probably like full of guns. He left. Oh, I, I, there might be a cave. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know anyone liked caves. I think, I don't know. I think the people might want a cave. Here's what happens. Ellis is like, oh, there's no cave? I'm doing late night show. And then he, he starts a late night show in like 15 minutes. He's like, all right, I'm shutting this one down. Because he's tired. So he's like, doesn't quite understand. You have to be awake. You're going to run a night show. And then he's like, I got to shut the computer off because I'm going to sleep. And I sleep right next to my laptop. He doesn't want to leave it running. So that's that's the that's what happens when we're it's, It sounds like the masses are asking for a cave, so it's possible there could be a cave tonight. All right. Well, we'll all be. And by that, I mean, sure, I'll make a cave. All right. Well, we're all looking forward to a cave. So, on your bike. So, what's going on on gun channels tomorrow? I'll do this part. Um, so G Webs can stop being the only one talking. And. Monday. Hold on, now I gotta know how to get to it. Tuesday, Wednesday. All right, so Wednesday, Rick's life as I see it, seven p.m. The next generation with Clover, eight p.m. And never enough ammo. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know what goes on for that now. Nine p.m. Uh, early watch, maybe if that happens. I don't know. And then the best part of your night is the Daily Gun Show. Same time, same place. Or, no, same bat time, same bat place. And there should be a couple of Every Second Matters chats tossed in there, just seeing as it's the second of the month. That's true. Also, in the afternoon, 2 p.m. my time, I'm planning on doing a, uh, well, I forgot to do it today. I fell asleep. Um, to do, uh, I want to do some Man Universities to get the, some of the pages over there 
um, set up with some explanations and things. So anybody that wants to join those live, feel free. Or just go over to Minuteman University sometime, and you'll see them kind of popping up over there. Lots right. of stuff happening. Um, it's almost distracting how many people are telling me about projects um, in a good way. There's lots and lots of stuff, and I suspect the NRA show is um, one of those waypoints that everybody's using to, you know, maybe uh, decide to go public or whatever, or to uh, secure funding or whatever. So, um, again, uh, for people that are uh, paying attention to the various uh, gun-related media things that are out there and our different uh, groups, uh, stay tuned. It's going to be an exciting year, I think. There's probably going to be quite a lot of business done at NRA, a lot of people meeting up and shaking hands, and uh, we should see, hopefully, some actual results and some things either going live or going bigger. Uh, we talked about it a bit in the late-night chat, I think, last night. Is that where we were talking about the platforms? Or was it this morning? But anyway, we've been chatting about a bunch about them, and uh, I think we're we're about to see the a whole bunch of new things hitting the market, or the web, or whatever we're calling it. The web. All right. Well, sounds like uh, we out. So I don't think we have a quote. So G Webs exit music. There is no quote. There is no quote, unless Maggie has a quote. Uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head. All right, so the quote is, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Sluggy. Guys and gals of gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching gunwebsites.com. <laughs>